traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You have Facebook. Are you wasting your time on Facebook? Are you making Mark Zuckerberg richer? Are you making Democrats more powerful on Facebook? If you are, get the hell off of it. Get off of it. Man, those guys are bad. They are bad. Mark Zuckerberg, who the hell made this guy emperor? I can't believe some of the information I was just provided. Some I can go into, some I will have to withhold. But you know by now that Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook's phony nonprofit pumped hundreds of millions of dollars in the last election to Democrats in big ways and small. You know, maybe we can't prove the election was stolen, but we can probably prove that it was bought. Zuckerberg. And now I'm hearing you better not say anything about the election on Facebook. Oh, that's a good way to get you banned. That's a good way to throttle you back. And if you get throttled back, you won't have as much attention. You won't have as much likes. You won't have as much engagement. And maybe you won't have as much advertising. Advertising dollars aren't going to go your way. A lot of people, small and big alike, actually make money on Facebook, off of Facebook. How the hell did this happen? We've got the judicial branch, we've got the congressional branch, and we've got uh, the executive branch, and we've got the big tech branch, which seems to be more important than all those three branches put together. They are controlling the way we live, they're controlling the way we work, the way we think, the way we date, the way we have sex. This has been happening for a long time and then all at once. All at once, big tech. Yeah, great. What? Now I can make a reservation on my phone. So what? I'd rather call the person at the airline or the restaurant. Try calling a restaurant, by the way. You can't call a restaurant. You got to go to open table. Everything's become, everything's become, uh, you know, I think yesterday I probably spent more time looking at my phone than looking at the world around me. And why? Why? Well, a lot of work is there, but a lot of fun things are there as well. And those jerks, those engineers, we used to have our engineers work on big things like getting to the moon, getting to the Mars. The Mars. You know what I mean? Doing big things. Now it's all about, oh, a new app for foodies. Become a billionaire by figuring out uh, how to deliver diapers. Online. That's really exciting stuff. Now, some of big tech is, uh, you know, I do, I do like that Elon Musk. And from what I can tell, SpaceX, for the most part, well, they don't have a social media pro- profile, uh, profile, do they? They don't, they don't have a platform. He makes things. He makes cars. 
and he makes rocket ships. That's pretty cool. Good for him. And he likes to shoot his mouth off. Good for him. Um, as long as I guess he's shooting off his mouth in the saying stuff that Zuckerberg agrees with or whoever's running Twitter at this point. I guess they pushed out Jack Dorsey. Um, now, wait a second, Greg. I use, You say stuff all the time on Twitter, and I, I still see uh, conservatives on social media. Well, they're throttling back our impact. If this were just a competition of ideas, I think we'd be, we'd be on top. But it's not. If you have certain ideas, they make sure only a certain amount of people see those ideas. And they're always changing their minds, right? It's basically whatever they say is okay. Whatever Fauci say is okay. Whatever Joe Biden says is okay. Oh, boy. How much longer are we going to put up with this farce? Seriously. It's damaging the country internally, externally. We are weak because we have a weak president. Now, I hear that Ron Klain, the chief of staff, may be on his way out. Nobody knows who that is. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Is <laughs> The problem is Joe Biden. And if he had integrity, which he does not, he would resign. He would resign for the good of the country. Um, all this stuff he told us, he's going to restore honor and dignity. He's going to restore the soul of America. He's f- trying to change everything about us, and it's well underway. It's well underway. You know, I know people, great people, who are afraid right now. They hear my ideas. They're like, oh, gosh, you can't, I agree with you a thousand percent, Greg, but you can't say that. Well, for the time being, I can. We'll see what happens. This is, um, I went to Russia when I was in 10th grade and looked around and said, wow, this stinks. It's a fascinating trip. It was when Gorbachev was not yet in power. So it was the old system. And we were actually followed around. We were actually followed around uh, by little minders from the what they call the tourist bureau. It was called in-tourist. And I'm like, well, just, let's get the hell out of this place. Got my hat. I got my picture in Red Square, and I'm like, oh. Anyway, this is uh, this is socialism. It feels like socialism. It really does. Watch what you say. Since when the hell did that become what? And by the way, we've got more places to say things, so we should be freer to say whatever the hell we want. Hey, how about this? Masks don't work. <gasps> Masks don't work. And I could just quote Fauci. Fauci said the same thing. But Fauci changed his mind. The data that we had at the time told us that I was actually just working for the public health good, the good of the public at that time. And what you really don't understand, Senator, you don't understand what you're talking about. When I said we didn't fund gain-of-function research in China, I didn't mean we didn't fund gain-of-function research in China. (laughs) Nailed it. The impression, and that guy, he lied to us. He lied to everybody. Man, and he's still walking around. Why? Because he stuck it to Trump. They all, that was what it was all about, the media too. Man. And they have the nerve to go around calling. Any doubts about the election? The big lie. The big lie. Where is that? Do I have my big lie supercut? I, they always love to say that, don't they? Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. The big lie, right? 
cut 52. You got concerns about the election? That's a big lie. 52. Trump's continued push of the big lie has fueled a wave of Republicans now running to replace key election officials. The Republican Party seems to totally embrace the big lie. The former vice president of the United States absolutely called out the big lie, said it wasn't true. They confirmed Biden as the winner. But former President Trump has continued to spread his big lie. How dare they? Same people who brought you the dossier, the same people who brought you Russian collusion, the same people who applauded the appointment of Robert Mueller to run the Russia investigation, the same people who brought you Vindman are actually running around saying it's a big lie. You know, Trump derangement syndrome, it costs lives. Here's something, and I I told you about this book I'm reading. It's fabulous, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Election. Uh, Remember hydroxychloroquine? Trump uh, endorsed it. Hydroxychloroquine is not a radical drug, by the way. I took it when I was in the Marine Corps. Guess what? They made me take it. They made us all of us take hydroxychloroquine. They made it sound like it took me a while to put two and two together. Wait a second. I remember that. They gave us that before we went to uh, before we went to Eastern Africa, right? The anti-malaria pill. Yeah, we all got that. We also got the anthrax shot. No debate about that. But anyway, the hydroxychloroquine saga showed that the media were out for Trump's scalp. Molly Hemingway writes, eager to turn any action he took into a scandal. They wanted to turn the unforeseeable crisis into an irrecoverable blow to Trump's political fortunes, no matter how much collateral damage the country incurred along the way. Man, she nails it. Throughout the crisis, she writes, Trump would face great criticism for saying things that later turned out to be true. The media wanted to humiliate Trump and make him look like a bad leader. And their attempts to make Trump appear as a buffoon led them to elevate an old face to the national stage, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The media saw Cuomo as a foil against Trump, someone whom they could turn into a hero of the COVID crisis. With Joe Biden out of the picture, they wanted to make Cuomo a yardstick against which voters could assess Trump. And they were desperate to show that Trump didn't measure up. The Trump-Cuomo showdown would display the true extent of the media's perfidy, also known as dishonesty. Journalists were willing to interfere with good-faith efforts to save lives to advance the narrative that Trump was dropping the ball. When Trump recommended a course of action, the media would frame it as disastrously misinformed. When Cuomo recommended the same course of action, sometimes just hours later, they would praise his resolute decision-making. The hypocrisy reached unprecedented levels. It really has. It really does. It really is. It's a very strange time. And there are people on the right who are running scared. There are people on the right who really aren't terribly interested in our ideas, in our ideals. Just want to go along and get along and have lunch with people. That's not me. I would like to have a country for my daughters. Fortunately, it looks like they won't be wearing masks. One will be going to school within a matter of months, and I was very concerned about that. But I'm not so sure if they're going to be shamed for being white. 
Are they going to be encouraged to think about their gender in an unnatural and artificial way? That would appear to be the priority of the country right now. As far as education, I always thought, you know, gosh, there's so much there's so much practical stuff to learn without all this other nonsense and noise. I mean, math. Try to get good at math. I mean, math. <laughs> anyway, all right. I think I'm over it. I think I'm over it. I got it all out, right? How do you feel? Let me know. Uh, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. This is The Greg Kelly Show. You've uh, heard of a false flag operation? A false flag? flag operation i gotta admit it's a it's a term and a concept i've had some difficulty fully comprehending but now the light bulb went off i figured it out um and now because i can visualize it easier all right so a false flag operation just happened in ottawa canada so I support the truckers. You know, they're blowing their horns. They've had it with the mandates. They've had it with the restrictions. They're absolutely awesome. This is a homegrown, beautiful movement. And uh, who can we all can relate to these guys. And by the way, truckers are like the least vulnerable to the COVID virus. I mean, they really are. They're alone all day. <laughs> I mean, they're just like they kind of put up with all this nonsense. And by the way, they're very thoughtful. When they're alone, they get to think. They get to listen. They get to... They're just great people, and they're strong. Anyway, so a uh, little pretty boy there, Justin Trudeau, you know, has been out really trashing these guys. And we see the images. We're like, what's the problem? I don't see any problem. They sent in stormtroopers, a bunch of weirdos who look like teenage mutant ninja turtles met the SWAT team. And they're running around with heavy guns and body armor trying to scare these guys. So why are they necessary? Well, Trudeau is saying uh, he's saying that these guys basically are white supremacists. <laughs> That's when you know they have no rationale <laughs> to fight these guys. All right. That's when you know the truckers are winning. Call them racists. Call them white supremacists. Call them Nazis. And yes, now they are claiming that they have seen Nazi flags and Confederate flags among the truckers. So I went looking. And I'm like, I don't see any, I, I see no paraphernalia suggesting any of this, right? And I'm looking and I'm looking and then, ah, I finally found one. There are a bunch, of, there are like four people, totally masked, by the way. You know what they look like? Antifa. Antifa. And they're holding up a Canadian flag. They're holding up a very professionally done F. Trudeau flag and a Nazi flag. This would be, all of it, a false flag operation. You hold up the Nazi flag when you don't actually represent the group you purport to be with. So that gives the authorities the excuse to move in, start kicking ass and kicking them out of there. False flag operation. I guess in uh, in military history, you know, you see a flag on the other side. I guess if you see a flag where there shouldn't be one, is that the, is that the green light to start using chemical weapons or something like that to up it? Something really, really dangerous happening around here. And what's really dangerous is when they try to tell you that I'm dangerous. What the hell am I doing that's so bad? I'm just a guy yelling my head off on Channel 222 on TV. Who cares? They do. 
because the people care and the people are tuning in. I just want law and order, the Constitution. I want our rights respected. And I don't want some geek named Zuckerberg telling me, defining my life, what I can and what I can't do, and putting ideas in my head or, 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 or making sure that certain ideas we are not exposed to. You know, let's face it, no one's going to the library anymore. They, they go to their iPad. They go to their phone. And some very clever people who are committed to money and I don't understand totally why big tech is so left. Why is that? Now, there are plenty of, uh, not plenty, but there are some extraordinary guys who are not leftists who are big tech guys. We mentioned one, Elon Musk. We Very impressive, dude. Hasn't done too well in the love department. Who was he dating? Amber Heard. That was Johnny Depp's ex. I met her once. You want to stay away from Amber Heard. Uh... Let's see. Who's the other one? Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel was a Trump supporter. I don't think they're, they get along right now, but Peter Thiel came out in the 2016 uh, Republican convention and said, you know, when I was a kid, we were trying to get men on the moon. Today we're arguing about which bathroom children should use. It is amazing. We went to such big, amazing projects as a country. And, now, and you know what? We can't even get behind the moon, uh, the moonshot program. It feels like it's so rarefied. It's just a handful of people doing it. You know what I mean? And by the way, as excited as, as I am to go back to the moon, I went to the NASA website, National Air and Space Administration website, and they're excited about going to the moon, too. Why? According to their website, because we will be placing the first woman and person of color on the moon. Oh, I. Oh, I see. I just thought it was cool that we were, you know, going back as a country, as an American. Isn't that the point? Oh well. Be right back. Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC. Greg Kelly Show. Walking to work today. <laughs> Uh, it's 8.30 in the morning or so, and uh, some dude is smoking weed right there. And he looks at me like, what's your problem? Yeah, that's right. I'm smoking weed. What is your problem? And it's true. I'm the one with the problem. He's the one abiding by the law, it seems. He's the one going with the flow. There's something wrong, big time. And, you know, it's one thing if it's pot, bad enough. Now it's going to be crack cocaine. Crack cocaine. What, Hunter Biden's been lobbying his old man? Old man. Let me read to you from the Daily Mail. Biden administration to fund programs that hand out crack pipes to prevent infection and promote racial equity. The $30 million grant program will distribute funds to nonprofits and local governments to make drug use safer and advance racial equity. Included in the grant is money to purchase safe smoking kits slash supplies. A spokesperson for HHS said included in these kits could be pipes for users to smoke substances like crack cocaine and crystal methamphetamine. HHS said the kits will serve to limit the risk of infection. Typically, users smoke out of glass pipes, which can lead to cuts and sores that become infected. We can't have that. Handing out pipes is also intended to prompt users to smoke rather than inject themselves with some substances like meth, as injection is far riskier. 
It is against the law to sell or distribute drug paraphernalia, including such pipes, unless authorized by state, local, or federal law. Well, thank you very much, Biden administration. You. This is what I mean about, you know, really crumbling from within. This isn't some boutique issue, okay? This isn't just something that uh, cable news hosts get angry about to pass the time. This is fundamentally changing who we are as a country. And obviously, it's a change for the worse. This used to be, obviously, a little criminal behavior. Not only are we permitting it, we are funding it. Funding it. Your money. My money. You know, the Founding Fathers never wanted any of this crap. They never wanted any of this. And they never wanted little kids like Adam Kinzinger in Congress. Well, maybe they did. I mean, let's face it. They said you could be 25 years old and be a member of Congress. What was the age for president? 35. I still think that it's much better if you are an older person, especially as president. And that's one thing that really bothers them about Trump. Because he runs for office the very first time he wins for president. How do you think that made a guy like Shelley Silver feel when he was alive? Sorry, but he's been toying. How about a Chuck Schumer? Yeah, got a little Chucky from Brooklyn. Slugging all those years in the state assembly. Then lucky break, he gets to the House. Another 10 years there. Then his big break, he gets to the Senate. But he's still a schlep. Commuting on that shuttle. Lifetime work in government. No, you were supposed to be a citizen. Take skills that you know in the private sector, like farming, like truck driving, like accounting. Do some service and then get right back. This permanent deep state. And that's one of the, they just hate him. Hate him so much. Republicans and Democrats. Republicans probably more so. So you got rid of him. And now we got Biden. Uh, the $30 million grant program, which accepted applications until Monday and will begin doing, doling out money in May, Intends to provide funds to nonprofit. Watch out for nonprofits, by the way. And anybody who works for a nonprofit, I mean, I know some of them are great, but you start working for a nonprofit and you get it in your head. Oh, I'm an angel. Oh, I'm doing this for others, not for me. I'm just an altruistic, good person. Nah, you're a human being and an animal like the rest of us. The only goodness that is in you comes from God. And most of us, unfortunately, aren't looking to Him very much lately, right? So the animal side wins. The look-at-me side wins. Oh, look at all the good I'm doing. I'm, a, I'm heading a nonprofit. Wins. Well, everybody wants to profit in some way, whether it's ego, whether it's power, whether it's financial, something. And the only way to kind of... The only way those things don't dominate is if you get closer to the Lord and he can do that through the Bible. Uh, a biblical man, a man of the Bible, a man of faith would not be authorizing crack pipes for the inner city to somehow promote racial equity. Now, now, where does the racial equity, I'm looking through this thing, where does the racial equity kick in? 
Is it because rich people snort cocaine? Is that how it goes? And I, I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, handing out pipes is also intended to prompt users to smoke rather than inject themselves. Okay, we got to that part. Ah, applicants for the program get priority if they serve underserved communities, such as African Americans or Native Americans or LGBTQ people. Uh, I got news for you. Sorry. But those communities that you just mentioned, um, they're not underserved when it comes to crack cocaine. Sorry, it's true. There's enough crack cocaine. And there's enough pipes, too. Jeez. (laughs) Wait a second. Applicants to the program get priority if they serve underserved communities, such as African Americans or Native Americans or LGBTQ. Now, LGBTQ, that could be, that's, that's, that's kind of diffuse. I don't think they really live in one area. I mean, the whole idea, hey, when's the last time anybody ever talked about Greenwich Village? Nobody talks about Greenwich Village. You know that? It's always the West Village. It's the East Village. It's uh, Nolo, Holo, Soho, Nolita. Never, um, never, what the hell happened to Greenwich Village? I think it's a real estate thing. I think it's a real estate thing. All right. I'm going to take a, I'm just going to stop talking. I'm going to talk to you guys for a moment. Uh, Joanne is on the phone from the state of Maine. Is that true? You got it, Craig. I love you. I think just like you. So um, I'm with you on the truckers. That's why I'm calling in. I'm praying for these truckers. I happen to see a, video um, shown on Daystar, and the truckers were praying with the police. With the cops, huh? Yes, they were. They, uh, the guy, one of the truckers, they showed, it was about 10 minutes long, you'll have to see it. He was praying with them and saying that, I hope they stand on us, please God, this, we're peaceful here. It was absolutely beautiful. You had about nine cops standing there just staring at them, not knowing what to make of it. Oh, so the cops were not praying with him. They were not joining them in prayer. They were just watching them, right? Prayer. And he was really, you got to see it. It brought tears to my eyes. And I also want to point, I know you're a Bible guy and I'm a Bible woman. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, if you read, especially if you go down to line 16, 17, it's, it's exactly what's happening. I thought of it. I said God's army with those truckers just taking their place. No weapons. A formation of strength independence, the the individualism. I mean, we're talking, how did that come together in this day and age of censorship? And they're there. And now they, I heard they just blocked one of the U.S. bridges. I'm so with you on it, and I don't see enough of support. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, Second Chronicles what? Chronicles chapter 20. And if you read it, it'll speak right to you about this, uh, how these truckers, and it's, I love this line, do not fear or lose heart. It is not your fight. It is, go down, the battle is not yours, but God's. And I'm telling you, this is something that came together, okay? How did it come together? We don't have someone standing at a podium saying, I'm Morgan, looking for all the glory. It's just a bunch of people. And when you saw that man praying with the police, Stand, they were standing there in awe of this one trucker 
going on and on about God, please bless us. We want peace. Have them stand on the right side of history. I, it'll be on again at 9 o'clock tonight, and I'm going to watch it, Ministry Now, because that, that station supports the truckers. It's so hard to find the truth, and then all we have to hear about is Nazi or Confederate flag or whatever. It's all lies. It sure is, and uh, I'm looking at uh, Second Chronicles right here, and uh, it's it's amazing what you say. He's got it all worked out. He, capital H, he can work anything to the good, as you know. And uh, I I, I got to remind myself that because I came in here, I was so worked up about some of the stuff I've been seeing and hearing on Facebook that they've been doing. That Mark Zuckerberg, you know, waving that flag like he did last summer. As if somehow he saved the country. That guy is one sinister dude, but I don't have to worry. We have to work hard. We have to be vigilant. But uh, it's all in his hands, isn't it, Joanne? And you will, you'll, your back will go back. <laughs> you'll say, what? Hey. This is, okay. So. I got it. I got it. Hey, by the way, how, how close are you to the Canadian border? I'm not close at all because I live down in Lovell near Portland, Maine. I'm in the southern part. So uh, what's going on up there? Uh, snow. And um, but I'll tell you what, it's turning into a blue state. Very unfortunate. But it's wait, it's split in two, right? You got two districts, right? It is. Yeah, I'm I'm I live in the woods. So we we still got the Trump supporters. But um, let me tell you something. I worked on his campaign and every time I went to put a sign up, the next day it was taken down. Wow. And I, I knew something was up, but I'm with you. I want Trump back, so I pray all the time. And I listened to Dr. Lance Wall now this morning, and he said all the prayers are stored in heaven, and in 2022 they're going to be the, – the heavens will open up, and everything's going to come down on us, all blessings. Well, that sounds great. Who's Dr. Lance Wall? Look him up. Wall now, W-A-L-L-N-A-U. He has a website. He was talking this morning, and he's speaking like you. All right. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay? Be safe up there. Stay stay, stay talking, Greg. We yeah, stay you. talking. None of this be safe. I hate that be safe. Too, be actually, safe. but I just thought I was supposed to say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I said it back to you. I mean, I said it. It's muscle memory. Be safe. You know, safe flight, safe travels. I know, I know. No, he's be uh, listen, just keep talking. I love you. All right. All right. Thank you so right. much. You're the best. Thank you. Very kind. Very kind. Oh, guess what? I was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. Jimmy Kimmel was trying to make fun of me. He was trying to make fun of me. I don't think it worked. Uh, it gives you an idea how many people are listening to Jimmy Kimmel. Not much. Because I found out, like, totally by accident, a coincidence. And uh, anyway, he made fun of me in the monologue, right? And he quoted my show. Okay, let's hear that. This is maybe the biggest week ever. This is the first year that the Olympics and the Super Bowl are happening at the same time. On Sunday, Super Bowl 56 is taking place right here in L.A. The Cincinnati Bengals are playing our hometown Los Angeles Rams. The lineup for the halftime show is absolutely great. It's Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Dr. Dre, which was exciting news for... Everybody, with one notable exception, and that is Greg Kelly of Newsmax. F the NFL. Yeah, totally. F the NFL. They're exploitive. They're anti-American. They're a thousand percent woke. They barely even show the national anthem anymore. It's too touchy. And for entertainment, this Super Bowl, who do we have? Snoop Dogg and his friend, Dr. Dre, two guys who really love the slogan, 
F the police. Yeah, F the police. At this moment, these guys, one who helped coin the phrase, the other who sings it all the time, F the police. Wow. That 33 seconds had more fake outrage than all the WrestleManias combined, didn't it? <laughs> but go on. And here's more. Dipping through the city with a Glock in a Range Rover. If you sleeping, probably not with the same hoe. I won't continue. All right? You get the idea. These are horrible, horrible words. Oh, you wounded little snowflake. We might have to make him a colonel in the cancel culture army, right? By the way, since you're worried about a song that came out in 1992, here's a picture of Snoop Dogg since with one police officer and two police officers and six police officers. It seems like they made up, so you can calm down, Karen. Eh, quite frankly, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. The mess, you know, a lot of the audience there is laughing along with them, but they're like, that guy's got a point. Uh, they're, they're, they're supposed to laugh at everything he says, but they're like, that guy's got a point. And it'd be one thing if we're back in 1992, but it's uh, 2022 and two cops were shot in this city. Uh, and actually five cops have been shot in a month. So, yeah, we're a little sensitive right now, especially when Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre talk about F the police and how it's somehow gangsta and gives you cred to kill cops. Yeah, that's a problem. And so I am a little bit sensitive. And just because Snoop Dogg is famous and people want to take pictures with him, that, that, that does not let him off the hook. It does not let Dr. Dre off the hook. But Kimmel! I don't have a beef with Kimmel. Look, he's doing what he does. His, his audience finds that funny. Uh, I used to be a big Kimmel fan when he was on the, uh, what was that, the man show. And then he was on the win Ben Stein's money and in the early stages of, uh, of the Kimmel show at night. But these days, well, look, who watches that stuff anymore? You know, but, uh, all right. All right. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to return the favor. Huh? I got to take a quick break. Be back. Talk radio 77 WABC. This is the Greg Kelly Show. One of the many problems with the 2020 election, fake polls. We don't talk about this enough. I don't look at it enough. But uh, if you read that Molly Hemingway book, Rigged, it goes into this. There were so many polls that showed Biden way, way, way out in front. 17 points he was going to beat. He was going to beat... Trump by in Wisconsin, 17 points. No chance. No chance to stop Biden. When you got a poll and the fake news is talking about it all the time, you know what? Ultimately, it's going to it's going to make a difference. People are like, well, what difference does it make? Our guy's not going to win. I'll stay home. Uh, And they hit that like crazy. Now, keep in mind, Biden barely won by like a point. And. Put a big asterisk by that, if you know what I mean. But here they are, banging that drum about fake polls that showed Trump way back. 17 points. It was actually neck and neck. Cut 51. In the state of Wisconsin, this poll now shows Joe Biden with a 17-point lead. That is statistically significant to say the least. A 17-point head-to-head lead in Wisconsin. That's just a stunning number. A whopping 17-point lead in Wisconsin. We're seeing some eyebrow-raising numbers. One this week in Wisconsin, a 17-point lead for the Democratic candidate, Joe Biden. Hey, you know what I would call that? A big lie. That's a big lie. Did they ever apologize for it? No. 
Instead, the big lie is all about Donald Trump. They're the ones who are lying. They lie all the time. Anything, anything they could do to stop Trump. Oh, they were so scared. Oh, they were scared. So the media were against it. And you know what? The military was, too. I'm not talking about the rank and file. I'm not talking about the junior officers, the mid-level officers, or even most of the generals. But the key generals, the wokest of the woke, General Mark Milley was playing all kinds of footsie with the Democrats. When the hell are we going to be able to hold this guy to account, huh? This is crazy stuff. You tell me, is this a soldier or a politician? Now, I'm going to play a moment for you right after he apologized for appearing with President Trump. That's a problem right there. You should have, Trump should have fired him. Hey, Trump's not blameless in all this. I love the guy, but he made some big mistakes. He should have fired this guy's ass. And he hired a lot of bad people. He was surrounded by snakes. Some good guys, but a lot of bad guys. What kind of general apologizes for being political and in the same apology starts talking like this? And how does he talk? <laughs> political! ultra-partisan, left-wing nonsense. Cut 53. I am outraged by the senseless and brutal killing of George Floyd. What we are seeing is the long shadow of our original sin in Jamestown 401 years ago. We are still struggling with racism, and we have much work to do. Unspoken and unconscious bias have no place in America, and they have no place in our armed forces. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests have been peaceful. We must ensure fairness and equity at all key gateway selection boards, including promotion, command, and work Be inclusive. Make a commitment to seek out and surround yourself with those who don't look like you. So, um, do you ever see the generals at the State of the Union address? You ever see them sitting there in the front row? The the what do they call them? The, the Joint Chiefs, the head of the Air Force, Army, Marine Corps, Navy. They're all there. He's the head guy, chairman. And they sit on their hands. They can say, uh, (laughs) happy July 4th to all, and they'll just sit there. Because they're supposed to be non-political. And that guy just spouted out a bunch of politics. That's crazy. That's un-American. That's dangerous. And he's still in power. What the hell's happening? There's the music. I got to go. Oh, we got some dirt on Eric Adams. Where the hell was this stuff when he was running? Would have been helpful back then. I'll be back. It's good, though. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Ah. Ah. Well... Now they tell us, I've been telling you since day one, that Eric Adams was not to be trusted. He's a bum, knows nothing about law enforcement, bad guy, lives in New Jersey, all that stuff. You listened, um, but uh, I think the situation was pretty much rigged. Ranked choice voting, I call it rigged choice voting. Uh, He got in because he was the black guy with name recognition. That's it. Uh, Democrats like to say, oh, it's a tough on crime message. Uh, Noted. Mm, No, no, no. Just got all those crackpots in the Democrat uh, Party uh, 
Democrat Party who vote in primaries. Those are the crackpots. You can be a Democrat and not be a crackpot, but the ones they drag out on primary day, there are very few of them. Eight million people, 213,000 or so voted for Eric. I call him Eric because he told me to. Hey, I'm not, I'm not liberal. I'm Eric. He also has this weird habit of referring to himself in the third person. But anyway, all this stuff is coming out. All these uh, interesting videos. Uh, now this is, uh, why did you join the police department, Eric? This is from 2019. Let me hear what he had to say. This is new. I haven't heard this before. Go ahead. 1975, I was arrested. My brother and I were beat bad by cops. They kicked us in our groin repeatedly. I urinated blood for a week. And I became a civil rights activist. And Reverend Herbert Daughtry, G. Way Uzi, and some great black leaders, when I was a member of the National Black United Front, they came to 13 of us after a young brother, Randolph Evans, was shot and killed in Brooklyn. They came to us and they said, listen, you going into law enforcement. I was a computer programmer. I was programming COBOL assembly language. I wanted my own firm of being a consultant and programmer, becoming Cisco qualified. And they said, no, you're going to become a cop. and You're going to start an organization in the police department. I was traumatized. And I went into the institution that beat me. Every time I saw a police car, I relived that beating. Okay, is there more? Where is he? Uh, he lived. Every time he saw a police car, he relived that beating. I think there's a little bit more. I'd like to hear more. Herbert Daughtry, okay, he had a he had it made in the shade as a computer guy. And he was traumatized, so traumatized he went into the police department. Did he did he go in to serve you? No. Did he go in to fight crime? No. He went in to aggravate people, according to him. And Herbert Daughtry is still fighting fights or was fighting fights from the nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties. By the time Eric showed up, New York was a was a bit more advanced, actually, when it came to matters of race. People forget, gosh, uh, police department at the t- now it is, and certainly at the time it was, it was like forty percent non-white. There was a black police commissioner. There was uh, was there strife in the city, sure, but to, for Eric to run for mayor now, as you hear, he was a critic of the department. He only has nasty memories of it. <laughs> I got beat up. I got the piss knocked out of me. All that stuff. I don't think he ever says anything good about the department. So, uh, hey, there's that. Nothing else, huh? Oh, well. Thought that was going to be. But, uh, oh, the other thing is, what's up with him and Fish? Not that it matters, but it is an indicator that he'll lie about anything. He'll lie, 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 because it's easy to lie. You tell people what they want to hear in the moment. So he's been going around calling himself a vegan. Now, what is a vegan? It's different from a vegetarian. A vegan avoids all meat products, anything related to an animal they will not eat. That includes eggs. That includes, of course, poultry. That includes fish. That includes, uh, I don't know, there are all kinds of things they avoid. They don't even eat cookies because some of that stuff comes from animal fat. Unless you get the vegan variety, I guess. He wrote a book about being healthy with his big dumb face on the cover. Look at me, I'm great. Look at me, I'm skinny. I think it's called What's Healthy. I downloaded it this morning just to double check. It's two bucks. And in it, he's like, no fish. You can't eat fish as a vegan. You can't eat fish as a vegan. Well, uh, it turns out he loves fish sandwiches. He eats them everywhere he goes. 
He eats them at McDonald's. He eats them at Le Bernardin. He eats them all over the place. That's fine, but you went around telling everybody and making a name for yourself, kind of, that you were a vegan. So he gets asked about it, and he gets really defensive, right? Let me hear that. I eat a plant-based centered life. Some people want to call me vegan. Vegans eat Oreos, and they drink Coca-Cola. I don't. I eat a plant-based centered life. And those who are the food police for me, uh, they can food police all the time. I eat a plant-based centered life. I eat a plant-based centered life. And I'm not going down that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please don't do that yelling out stuff with me. I don't do it to you. Don't do it to me. I eat a plant-based centered life. And I'm not going down this rabbit hole of what do you eat? If you eat cake and it has eggs in it, did you analyze it? I'm not doing that. The more plant-based you eat, the better and healthier you are. That is my question to those who are following me around in restaurants, wondering what, what I'm ordering. Listen, I'm not doing that. That's noise to me. I got to get New Yorkers to eat a plant-based scented life. No, you don't. No, you don't. You got to stop the crime. And you can't because you don't know any better because you've joined the police department to raise hell like Herbert Daughtry told you to. All right. I don't care what you eat, but you brung it up, as John Travolta might say. You wrote that silly book. You're running around pushing vegan on everybody and you're not vegan. All right. Let me see here. And of course, the political press here in New York is treating this odd tongue in cheek. Oh, it's kind of cute, cute story. You know, Fishgate. <laughs> but when you lie about the small stuff, you lie about the big stuff. And you know what? He wrote a book and throughout the book, he says, don't eat fish. So I don't know how small this is, actually. Okay. New York Post. In an ocean of political whoppers, I'm going to skip that. because Eric Adams, a self-proclaimed vegan, confessed under duress Monday evening that he sometimes eats fish, just hours after refusing to reveal his dietary habits at a morning news conference in Brooklyn. In a prepared statement released by City Hall shortly before dinner time, Adams came clean in the wake of reports that he's been spotted dining out, pescatarian style. At various restaurants, pescatarian. That means you eat uh, you eat fish. My wife is a pescatarian. She doesn't eat red meat. She eats fish, lots of vegetables. She doesn't call herself a vegan because she's not a vegan. She certainly didn't write a book to this effect, but Eric did. Let me be clear. Changing to a plant-based diet saved my life, and I aspire to be plant-based 100% of the time, Adam said. Oh, gosh. All right. Role model, this and that. I am perfectly imperfect. What the hell kind of pat on the back is that? I am perfectly imperfect. And have occasionally eaten fish. And he occasionally stayed in New York City, but mostly in New Jersey. He occasionally paid his taxes, but mostly not. He occasionally went to Southeast Asia on vacation and did who the hell knows what. The aquatic admission. You see, they treat this like a QC story. It's not cute. Wait a second. Where did that go? Uh, The QC story. uh, They're always letting this guy off the hook. They're always letting him off the hook. The aquatic admission followed an unprompted rant earlier in the day when his honor, let's stop calling him his honor. I didn't even like that when they did that to Rudy, his honor. Silly tabloid thing. Who said he slimmed down and he cured himself of diabetes by adopting a plant-based diet, brought up the subject of his food intake without any prompting. Does Eric eat fish? Does he eat a hamburger? Does he do this? Does he do that? Again, the third-person stuff. This guy thinks he's an emperor. He's just a slob. 
He's just a slob who got a couple of hundred thousand votes, scammed his way in. We used to have giants in City Hall. Now we have Eric. Now we have a scammer. Now we have somebody cashing in on a career that gave him little more than a pension and bragging rights. He gave it nothing. He tried to destroy it every time he turned around. Al Sharpton joins the police department. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, listen, here's my message. The more plant-based meals you have, the healthier you are going to be. Is this guy a physician or a dietitian or anything like that? Shut the freaking hell up. Ignore the noise. Don't worry about what's on Mayor Adams's plate. There he goes with the third person. Jeez. Put these items on your plate because I'm living a healthier lifestyle. Whoa. Talk about arrogance. Put these items on your plate because I'm living a healthier lifestyle. Speak for your mother-loving self. When pressed later on whether he actually does eat fish, Adams, who wrote a 2020 cookbook, Healthy at Last, a plant-based approach to preventing and reversing diabetes and other chronic illnesses, answered, I eat a plant-based centered life. (laughs) This is the same kind of denial he made when he by the way, got caught living in New Jersey. Some people I want to call me vegan. Vegans eat Oreos and drink Coca-Cola. I don't. You know what? No, 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 no vegans do that. First of all, there are animal products in, in Oreos. I know that. I know more about veganism than this guy who profess, has written a book about being a vegan. Those who are the food police, they can food police all the time. And in an unexpected pronouncement from someone who eschews meat, he added, I'm not going down this rabbit hole of what do you eat. Well, (laughs) all right. So I told you I downloaded the book, and I did. Let me just, uh, where is that? Uh, You read books on your phone? I do. It actually, I got on my phone, my iPad. Sometimes I want to read, I want the book right away. And sometimes if you buy it too fast, it's like a book buying machine. Hold on a second. I'm going to Google the word... All right, so look, here's his book, His Health Journey, and I just did a word search for the word fish. Okay, here we go. Uh, No burgers, no fried chicken, no eggs, no dairy, no fish. I couldn't even use cooking oils. In short, nothing I could get off the dollar menu. All right, there's reference number one to fish. Let's see. There are more. There are several more. Uh, Now he's talking to some guy. He told me why meat, fish, eggs, dairy, and cooking oils had been slowly killing me for years. Huh? Fish has been killing him for years. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's something else. Let's see here. Uh, but what was Cliff's problem? Unlike me, Cliff ate a fairly decent diet for most of his life. He didn't eat meat or drink soda. He had a salad every day, but he devoured fish and dairy products. Cliff loved cheese, selfish, shellfish, lobster, crab, and shrimp. Seafood is good for you, he had always thought. That's what everyone was told. He didn't know that seafood is one of the highest sources of dietary cholesterol, that dairy is one of the highest sources of saturated fat, both major causes of heart disease. So we got off the fish. Let's see here. goes on. There's more references to fish. <laughs> Back to his buddy Cliff. Oh, shoot. Hold on one second. I lost my place. Uh, ah, here we go. 
the former NYPD detective wasn't satisfied. My friend Eric thinks I should try a plant-based diet, he told his cardiologist during a checkup. He thinks that all fish and cheese might have caused my heart attack. So now he's going around giving friends. <laughs> and he said fish. Fish. All right, let's go on. There are a couple more references to fish. Uh, Cliff tossed out every last, this is his friend Cliff. Cliff tossed out every last dairy product and fish stick and every last block of cheese. Okay. I see nothing here that says occasionally eat fish so far. Uh, let's see here. You could say, well, he's, he's obviously not talking about the, he's talking about the healthy fish, not the unhealthy. No, he's not making that distinction. They ate traditional soul food, including buttered rolls with sugar, uh, pig ears, ribs, ham hocks, fried chicken, hush pup. I've never heard of ham hocks. Have you? Hush puppies. I've heard of those. Oxtail, fried steak, and catfish. Some of these dishes might sound gross now, but they are staple rep- recipes that my ancestors learned to cook as means of survival. And they have been part of African-American heritage ever since. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I know it's getting a little bit tedious, but uh, instead of chitlins, fried fish, and gumbo, uh, Ugandans were eating plantain, sweet potatoes, corn. He does a little uh, history lesson and geographical trip. We don't eat meat and fish. We cut the risk of dementia by 50%. Eric is an expert in everything. No eggs, no meat, no fish, no shrimp, no cheese. Dinner was no different. Let's see here. And he's talking about what not to do again. So what do we have here is a great big fat phony once again. Hey, it's one thing to be a phony. It's one thing to say you eat this, but you eat that. It's one thing to say I don't do drugs, but you smoke weed. Um, actually, Eric does say he smokes weed, so I guess I can't get him on being a hypocrite. I guess the deal is he's just a genuine idiot. I'll be right back. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Anybody watching the Olympics? I am not, but I, I'm keeping an eye on it on social media. I'm so <laughs> Have you seen where they're skiing? It's like they set up an artificial slope on Rikers Island. That's what it looks like. It is the crummiest, no-snow, factory-looking town, ghost town, with the ski jump right in the middle of it. It's pathetic. It is hilarious, actually. How did they get this? How did, you know? Or do you remember when the hell was it? Twenty two thousand six or so. Bloomberg really wanted the Olympics to come to New York, and they were whining and dining those Olympic committee people. And then they, I think those Olympic committee people are. Well, let me see. I think they're corrupt. All right, everybody knows they have their hands out looking for bribes, looking for favors. I guess the Chinese ponied up or something, but uh, China should not be having the, these Olympics, obviously for. Human rights reasons, sure, for a lot of things. They they gave us COVID two years ago. I don't think we should reward them with the Olympics. And there's so many problems with China. And, oh, by the way, it's not cold enough to have the Olympics there. I never think of, do you associate, I associate skiing with uh, Sweden and Norway and upstate New York, Utah, Lake Placid, China? No. No, they don't go together. And now I know they don't go together. I'm looking at these ski slopes there and how they were advertised by the Chinese, false advertised by the Chinese. 
They got snow all over the place in paintings. In reality, it's a brown mountain with little grooves carved into it for ski slopes. And the snow is artificial. Skiers are falling all over themselves. It's uh, it's a bad situation. Why isn't there more of an uproar? I wonder. I wonder. You know, everybody dumps all over the United States. We do one thing wrong, and the world goes nuts. China is doing everything wrong, and people are like, ooh, don't, don't, don't go there. So I take to social media, and by the way, I highly recommend you follow me there, at Greg Kelly USA. I'm done with Facebook. Guess who's calling me out? The Chinese government is responding to my tweets, saying that I am lying. I love it. I love it. Some communist jerk is telling me to stop lying. Hey, Mr. Uh, Li Hu Chow, screw you and screw your chairman Xi. You hear me? I'm talking to the communist leadership. Yeah, that's from me, Greg Kelly. Write it down. Download the 77 WABC mobile app now. now. Get the latest news and information. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. And uh, we are back. And hey, is that podcast any good with courtesy was kid? Some of the stories seem uh, seem a little humdrum. <laughs> I mean, I'd love Curtis on the radio, but uh, I don't want Anthony to drag him down. I don't know. I mean, he's only 17, so I don't feel bad, you know, giving him a hard time. But I just heard, like, a 10-minute story about how they went to Coney Island. And guess what they did? Anthony got a hot dog. That was the story, pretty much. I, I, don't, I don't know what else is going on. Uh can I bring my daughter in and uh, host a show with her? I I don't I don't know. All right. Anyway, Curtis is going to make it work. The guy can do anything on the radio, uh, including antagonize the Gotties. You know, my big idea for Curtis is to um, engineer an apology. He doesn't have anything to apologize for. I think uh, I think the Gotties have something to apologize for. But I would just like there to be forgiveness. I just think it would be really beautiful. And I think, uh, and he tells me, I'm an Old Testament guy. Well, I don't, gosh, you know, come on. Wouldn't that be great? It's 30 years ago. Every five years, you forgive one bullet, (laughs) right? I think it's time. I think it's time they sit down in the room together, and and maybe these guys have something in common, John Jr. Gotti and and Curtis Sliwan. Then again, maybe not, but uh, we'll see. All right, the other thing is, hey, you know, we hit 900,000 COVID deaths, right? And Joe Biden, oh boy, you know, he, he remember, he ran for funeral director in chief, right? I mean, I'm sorry, but he was always telling us about losing his, you know, his wife and the, the daughter in 1972. It was horrible, but I got my own problems now, pal. I mean, I'm sorry. And like half of his campaign was talking about what happened to him in 1972, in 2020. I don't think that's quite frankly fair, or I don't even think that's very considerate. He was trying to bond with all the people who lost somebody. Well, everybody's lost somebody. Everybody's gone through pain. Joe made it all about him, of course. And then this whole funeral director-in-chief, you know? So when he was running for president, let's see, we hit 100,000 COVID deaths. 
And this is what Joe said at 100,000 COVID deaths. You ready? He spoke from the basement, from the heart, though. Got 33. My fellow Americans, there are moments in our history so grim, so heartrending, that they're forever fixed in each of our hearts, a shared grief. Wow. All right, let's skip a couple hundred thousand. What did he say at uh, 300,000? Today, our nation passed a grim milestone. 300,000 deaths to do this COVID virus. My heart goes out to each of you in this dark winter of the pandemic. Wow, grim milestone. His heart goes out to each of you. 400,000. Now at 400,000, this is the night before he becomes president, okay? Puts 400,000 candles outside the Lincoln Memorial. And he speaks like this. Go ahead. Between sundown and dusk, let us shine the lights in the darkness along the sacred pool of reflection. Remember all whom we lost. Wow, the sacred pool of reflection. Remember all who we lost. All right, now 100,000 more. We're at 500,000. Joe's president. It's February. It's one year ago. Ready? What does he say? That's more Americans who have died in one year in this pandemic than in World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam War combined. Wow. And there are 500,000 candles set up outside the White House. But then something happens. Then the rate starts to accelerate. And more are being lost under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. Faster rate, right? And he's realizing this isn't so easy and I can't blame Trump anymore. So when we hit 600,000, is there, is there anything at 600,000? No, there isn't. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't light a candle. They put out a little paper statement. They put about they put about a hundred paper statements about everything, everything from Arbor Day to Labor Day. Just always, they're always putting out statements. No, no, he didn't open his mouth though, and he didn't light a candle. Not at six hundred thousand. Not at seven hundred thousand. Not at eight hundred thousand. Now at eight hundred thousand, though, the reporters are like, "Hey, wait a second. This guy hasn't said anything about." COVID deaths and 300,000 deaths. You're about to hear the reporter ask a question. And I'll tell you what Joe does in response. Listen, do me a favor, okay? It's uh, cut 38. President Biden on 800 virus deaths. Do you have a statement on your responsibility? Why haven't you uh, asked China to do more to be transparent on the origins? (laughs) He smiles and walks away. That's That's what he did. It gives you an idea of just how sincere he was being every step of the way. It was all political, baby. It was all political. They just used it to get power. Isn't that amazing? 900,000. We hit 900. You know what he did? Another one of those silly statements that he didn't even read. No candles, no nothing. Maureen and Patterson, hello. Hello, Greg. How are you? Where's Patterson? And not New Jersey. I hear you're in New York. Where's Patterson? Now, Patterson, New York is next to Brewster and Danbury. Like on the Connecticut, Connecticut. border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. hey, how you doing? I can What's going on? Rock to Connecticut. Huh. <laughs> but I've been trying to call you forever. I just want to let you know that I love you. I love your dad. I love Mr. Katz and Lydia. 
And I agree with 99.9% of what you say. <laughs> well, thank you. And yeah. not only that, I, I am very, I pray for you every day. And um, I'm happy that you're on, you're on the right path because that's the way to be. You have to be joyful, not just, not just happy. You know, you have your little bouts with arguing with this person and that person. Yes, I love everybody, but like you say, I don't have to like them. And I agree with that. Yep. Well, thank you, Maureen, very much. You know, it does keep you on the straight and narrow as well. I mean, there are temptations all over the place. There are so many ways to the, And you know what? I'm too busy to get into trouble, I think. I'm too busy. Um, sometimes I like to pat myself on the back. I'm such a good guy. And I'm reading the Bible. I just think I'm too busy sometimes in a good way. But you got to read it every single day if you can, folks, if you can. It's it's amazing. I did it today. I want to do it again. I want to be an expert. I really, well, maybe I'll never be an expert. Maybe that's better that way. Hey, Maureen, what do you do? What did you do? What do you, what's, what, what's your story up there? Well, I'm retired. My mother's 92. I cook for her and I take care of people and uh, I volunteer I belong to my VFW in Putnam Lake, and I am all about uh, helping our veterans. Um, president in the auxiliary for 22 years, um, and uh, that's I volunteer a lot, and I'm I'm fortunate to be able to do so. That's nice. Um, do you ever find it gets a little complicated with some of the volunteers because everyone's volunteering? It's like sometimes it's hard to tell who's in charge, and sometimes people appoint themselves to be in charge. I volunteered a couple of times. It gets a little touchy every now and then. You know what I mean? I I get you, but we're it's a small community. I uh, we only have like twenty, well, eight people that show up to our meetings, and you know. But it's it's just uh, I'm in a comfy little cozy place, and I'm happy that I'm here. Oh, that's okay, beautiful. Taxes out of my ears, but that's okay. L- l- listen to me trying to stir up trouble. Yeah, you ever find it to be a pain in the neck? Some of those volunteers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. But, uh, no, thank you, Maureen, very much. Last thing, uh, let me see. I wanted to ask you one more thing. If not Trump, who do you like? Um, I want to thank Ron DeSantis. Yeah, everybody you says know? that. I think he's too young. I think he's too young. We'll see what happens. But uh, Maureen in Patterson, thank you very much. I'm going to look that up on the map. I never heard of Patterson, New York before, but now I have very close to Connecticut. Excellent. What's the deal? One more? I got to take a break. I shall return. This used to be a really big deal. Oscar nominations. Oscar nominations. Oscar nominations. Oscars are on March 27th. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody watches. Uh, nobody has heard of any of these movies. Nobody has heard of any of these movies. By nobody, I mean me. And I have a feeling uh, you and I have a lot in common. Uh, you ready for what dominated the nominations? The Power of the Dog. I, this is the very first time I've heard of this movie. Have you heard of it? The Power of the Dog is going to get all the awards this year. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it led nominations to the 94th Academy Awards, the AP says, with 12 nods, including Best Picture, Best Director, recognition for all its top actors. Benedict Cumberbatch. That guy's weird. Uh, I can't remember what, what beef I had with him. I've got a beef with him about something. Uh, I ran across... Kirsten Dunst. Oh, it's good that she's back. I always liked her. Uh, let's see. What other? Dune. Dune. That came out like 30 years ago. 40 years ago. What's up with Dune? They redid it. 
Nominees for Best Picture were Belfast, never heard of it, other than The Real City, but I don't know about a movie. Coda, never heard of it. Don't Look Up, heard of that. Drive My Car, never heard of it. Dune, heard of the first one. Licorice Pizza, I have heard of that one, and I'm somewhat intrigued. Some kid goes on a road trip with his teacher, and uh, things get hot and heavy. Let's see here. King Richard. I, I'm supposed to have heard of that one. Nightmare Alley. Uh, vaguely. The Power of the Dog. We were just talking about that. And West Side Story. Uh, the, the remake. I heard of the original. I didn't know of any of these. No streaming service has ever won Best Picture before, but half of the ten nominees were released by streamers. This year, the odds may be better than ever that Netflix or another service will finally barrel through one of the last walls of Hollywood tradition. Who the hell needs Hollywood and all this crap? Seriously, it's a waste of time. I realized yesterday, I've got to, I got to do something about this. I have got to cut the cord. I have got to free myself of the technology. I'm looking at it all the damn time when I should be doing other things, when I should be fully focused. I got my eye on the dumb phone. Who the hell cares? Right? How important can it be? Let's see here. Uh, oh, I did hear of House of Gucci. I'm intrigued by that. I would see that. But I don't know of anything else. Oh, here's Timothy Chamelet, who somebody decided is the best actor ever, possibly because he looks like a girl. I have a feeling that's a big part of it. He has feminine features. Oh, and speaking of uh, feminine features, Kirsten Kirsten Stewart has been nominated for Best Actress for Spencer, which is yet another movie about freaking Lady Diana. It's definitely 75 movies about her. She wasn't interesting. Get it through your head. And oh, by the way, I don't think she was very nice to Charles. She wasn't. I don't think she met him halfway. It was all on her terms. Be careful, fellas. You got to choose wisely. And I think you got to choose earlier. Charles kind of screwed himself up, too. You know what? You know why? You know how? He was a bachelor way longer than he should have been. And I say that as a guy who was a bachelor way longer than he should have been. Uh, uh, everything worked out just fine. I'm glad. I'm glad I found my wife. But I wish we found each other a long time ago. You know what I mean? It's rough out there. And we talked about this yesterday. That stupid Tinder. Tinder. Swindler. That's a Netflix movie, by the way, the Tinder Swindler. All right, a couple of quick things. In Arizona, the attorney general there has just rendered an opinion that the federal government is failing in its duty, its constitutional duty, to protect the states from foreign invasion. And this opinion recommends that Arizona activate its National Guard. If the federal government won't do it, Arizona has a duty to prevent invasion. And what's happening at the southern border, the influx of migrants, is an invasion. And that's just, just, not just me saying it, not just Donald Trump saying it. It's not hyperbole. This is the a professional opinion of the attorney general of the state of Arizona. Now, he's a politician, too, but you know what? I've been looking at this opinion, and I look at, the, I look at what's happening down there. It looks kind of like an invasion, right? And, oh, by the way, isn't it crazy? Whatever happened to those Border Patrol guys on the horses? Remember that? 
They did their job stopping those people from coming in, and they were branded as racist, and they were all suspended. They were all in all kinds of trouble. Uh, what's his name? Biden himself said, they're going to pay, goddammit. Excuse me. Sorry about the word. And uh, And what happened to them? They're not in as much trouble. Because if you really look at the tape, if you really look at what they did, they did their jobs. All right? I'm so sick of ignorant people weighing in on this, primarily people in the media and a lot of people in the government. Very few more proudly ignorant people out there than uh, Kamala Harris. Really bad. I still say they're going to kick her upstairs to the Supreme Court. Annette is on the phone in Brooklyn. Yes, hello. Hi, Greg. How are you? Terrific. What's up? Oh, um, by the way, just want to remind you of who I am. A few months ago, I called you and told you that you should pray over your children when they're sleeping. Do you remember that? I certainly do. And it was great advice. And uh, thank yeah. you so much, Annette. Really beautiful. Tell me more. Well, I just I want to. I want to say one thing to you about um, you said you wanted to become um, an expert in the Bible. Yeah. Guess what? We'll never become experts in the Bible unless, one, we go to theological school. I know you're not probably headed that way, but guess what? When we read the Word of God, God tells us to write them on the tablets of our hearts so that when we need them, the Holy Spirit just... He just helps you to bring that word out. I love it. And remember, yep, he said, he said it. If he said your my your words, this is what I believe Paul said. Your words did I eat, and it was a life for me. So just remember, you go, just keep on doing what you're doing. Read the Bible every day. Read the Bible every day. And I love you. I love your truth. You make me laugh. And I so look forward to your um, one um, o'clock show and also to Newsmax. I don't miss you. And I want to tell you, I love you so much. (laughs) And I want the very best for you and your family. Lynette, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. And of course, I do remember in that very night, I prayed over my children and I will continue to do so. I haven't done it every single night. Sometimes it's a struggle to get them to go down, if you know what I mean. The last one, so, uh, but now, um, oh, that's because, by the way, they've been staying up later. So sometimes I get home and they're still up. So, but Annette, it's beautiful advice, beautiful words. And yes, it's carved into your heart, right? Yes, 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 yes indeed. To be continued. I, love you, oh, I feel the same way, Annette. Thank you so much. Keep in touch, okay? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Really nice. I do remember that. Yes, I was like, I can't remember what brought that on, but she said, pray over your children, and that's that's great advice. And they're just laying there most of the time, and that's a nice thing to do. Scoop is on the phone from Brooklyn as well. Scoop? Hey, what's up? What's up, Greg? You know, I originally called about the uh, Jimmy Schnitzel comment. Uh, I wanted to point out the fact that they try to reverse engineer their terminology so he's calling you a Karen, right? He's calling you the cancel culture uh, colonel or whatever. But if you think about the origins of Karen and cancel culture, that's their little thing, right? Like, that's what they do. And now they try to switch it up and put it on you. But on that Arizona thing, I think that's interesting because if you're going to go that route, I think you need to include every single governor who's accepting these illegal immigrants 
and call those people a co-conspirator. You have a good day, Greg. Thank you, Scoop, very much. It's interesting. You know what? The one thing, Scoop, if you're still there, I don't know if those governors know that these people are coming in. That's one of the things they're doing. Very little coordination. These flights, they go into New York. Are they giving a what's her name again? Kathy a call? Kathy Hochul? I do not know. So much that we should know that we don't know about their dispersion of these folks. And by the way, I love what Donald Trump said. Um, we don't like illegal immigrants. We love legal immigrants. All right? We want a wall. But what do we want on that wall? A great, big, beautiful door. Because we need people from everywhere to come here. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite moments in the convention, by the way, was uh, when Donald Trump swore in brand new citizens. One was from India. One was from... uh, can't remember the country, but uh, I think two were from Africa. One was from South Af- uh, South America. Uh, another from Asia. It's just all over the world. And it was beautiful. And I love it. And that's what makes it one of the things that makes America pretty cool, quite frankly. You walk down the street and you never know who you're going to meet. But we got to have a country. We got to agree on certain things. All right? We don't have to agree on everything, but we have to agree that we're a force for good. Got to agree that the Constitution works, that the police are needed. Right? 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 Basic stuff. And then we can go from there. I got to go across the street. I'll see you tonight. Many thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.